Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries of San Diego. Today's message is entitled, Faith Produces Momentum. And we'll be coming from the book of 2 Chronicles, the 15th chapter and the 7th verse, where it tells us, But as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. Listen, family, God has created us in his image and in his likeness. You see, we were made to resemble God. And the Lord designed us to always operate in the momentum of faith, to never give up or to give in to the circumstances that life throws our way. It is because the Lord understands us and he also understands what we are up against. He knows how the enemy operates and he also knows the many, many, many times we lose focus on our assignment here on planet Earth. You see, the Earth is filled with individuals who have been deceived into thinking that they can be successful in life, that they can change the narrative by taking matters into their own hands, only to grapple with regrets, condemnation, and fear because the momentum has swung toward the father of lies, which is Satan himself. And we must clearly understand this important principle, and that is without faith in Jesus. Faith is now null and void. Your faith will remain in neutral. And now production, producing spiritual fruit, has a great chance, chance that it will come to an halt. But the power of faith in the Lord can move mountains. It can uncover the traps and snares that Satan likes to place in mysterious places. Faith in God will take you to places you've never seen before. It will elevate you to heights you can't imagine. It could take a bad situation and make it meaningful. Faith in God, the Most High God. Faith in His Word. Faith to believe that the outcome will work in your favor. Faith in God changes the atmosphere and will pull you away from the dangers that lurks around the corner. And you'll draw others to Jesus simply by the words that are coming out of your mouth. <laughs> because your words will be laced in confidence. But my question to you right now, children of God, where are you right now? And be honest, be transparent with yourself. Be open to your state of mind. 
as our culture and the way it projects a different way of doing things changed your perspective about walking for the purpose that you were created to live by? Maybe it's our need for validation from others that steers us away from living by faith. Maybe the voices that we hear from others that makes you out to be kind of strange influences you. Whatever the case, the tendency as human beings are it is easier it is easier to operate in faith of self rather than having faith in God. And this is where the momentum of faith takes an alternative route. And now you wind up in the wilderness of life simply because you stop believing in God. The Bible declares in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, where it says, Without faith, no one can please God. We must believe that God is real and rewards everyone who searches for him. And in this search, we find out a lot about ourselves. We find out how impatient we are. We discover that we don't like to be told what to do. We don't like to follow instructions. We're not always as dedicated and committed as we should be. We do know that this process of becoming successful with God, it will require sacrifice and discipline. And we may have to give up some friends during this search. But today or tonight, I do believe that the way we swing spiritual momentum in the right direction is imperative to change the course of action. Not later, but now. But we have to be willing to maintain our focus on Jesus. We have to be willing, we have to surrender our lives to him so we can maintain focus on Jesus. And St. Matthew, the 14th chapter, verses 22 through 33, Peter replied to Jesus. He was asking, Lord, if it's you, Tell me to come to you on the water. Very familiar passage of scripture. And Jesus invited Peter to do exactly what he was doing. Walking on water. He wanted to experience the impossible. He wanted to enjoy this new reality. Peter asked Jesus, can I go out where you are? Isn't that powerful? He asked the question, can I go where you are? The momentum of faith can take you to places that you never experience. Peter asked, 
Lord Jesus, can I go out where you are? And Jesus told him to come on. Peter made the executive decision to jump out of the boat. And with the momentum of faith pushing him past any fear of failing or even drowning in the depths of the sea, with the courage ready to move him away from the safe place of familiarity, Peter believed. The reason why Peter believed because Peter was focused on Jesus initially. And Peter began walking on the water towards Jesus. Could you imagine what that experience would feel like? But when the moment, or better yet, the momentum of fear began to rise up with sounds and pressures that are contrary or boisterous that it could possibly overtake and swallow him up. Peter's faith and focus shifted right in that very moment on the problem rather than the power of Jesus. And in his haste, Peter's focus changed from believing to doubt. He took his eyes off of Jesus. Peter began to sink immediately. <sighs> that is our lives when we take our focus off of Jesus. We sink into depths of depression. We sink into bitterness. We become frustrated. We sink deeper and deeper into a hole that we just can't seem to get out of. And the reason is because maybe you lost focus on the person who can keep you above the dangers of drowning. When Peter lost momentum, Thank God he cried out to Jesus by saying, Lord, Lord, save me. This is how we can get the momentum back is when we cry out to Jesus. Save me, deliver me, help me in the condition that I'm currently in right now. The Bible says immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. But he told Peter, you of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when he climbed into the boat, <laughs> the wind died down. Then those who were on the boat, who were in the boat, began to worship Jesus, saying, truly, truly, you are the son of God. The good news in this bad situation that those individuals on the boat recognized the power of Jesus. And I believe that from that, that classic story 
that experience, it changed their faith in God. Listen, the greatest lesson, lesson we can learn is understanding faith. And what we need to hold on to is the power of trust. The power of faith calms every wind that will try to cause you to succumb to the pressures of life. What we can learn is that the power of trust calms down the boisterous sounds of, of a serious calamity that could possibly happen to one's life. The power of trust helps you to see what, what you can't do because only Jesus can calm any momentum that can bring damage to your life. And that's why the Bible says fear should never stop your momentum. Fear, the acronym is false evidence appearing real. It's not actually real, but it's false evidence. And second Timothy, the first chapter and the seventh verse states, God's spirit doesn't make cowards out of us. The spirit gives us power love and self-control the spirit of god gives us life-changing answers his power his love and his gift of self-control keeps us at a pace that we never waver when it tries to challenge our character and integrity the spirit of god is real, it's alive. It moves things away from making you feel less than. The Spirit of God doesn't make us cower down to the lies of the enemy. His Spirit causes the forces of darkness to run and to retreat when challenged. And that's why, that's why intimacy with God moves us towards confidence. Philippians, the first chapter in the sixth verse states, God is the one who began this good work in you. And I am certain that he won't stop before it is complete on the day that Christ Jesus returns. So it's imperative in developing your relationship with God. But this development takes time. But in the end, when you become more intimate with the Lord, you could be certain that he will not stop loving you and growing you for him to make certain that you are on the winning team. Prayer always 
changes your your momentum. James, the fifth chapter in the 16th verse states, if you have sinned, you should tell each other what you've done. Then you can pray for one another and be healed. The prayer of an innocent person is powerful and it can help a lot. You see, Jesus has made it possible for us to go directly to God for forgiveness, for direction when we stray away from his path. When we go AWOL and wonder, wander around life lost and confused and mixed up. And it should be noted that all of us, and I mean all of us, including me, have carried around our sins just like we carry around our wallets and purses, not knowing that God can change our condition and get us back on track. And what I love, what I love about this verse is it talks about having open and honest conversations with people of the same ilk, the same beliefs. It is very important. It's a very important component in the healing process. And obviously, you can't tell everybody your business, and I get it. But you can connect with individuals who is in tune to the Spirit of God. And they will give you sound advice and really can intercede for you why you are in your battle. It says in God's word, if you have sinned, you should tell each other what you have done. And then it says, pray for each other that you may be healed. You see, prayer provides the medicine, the antidote the remedy needed for you to get back into operating in faith, to believe that God is going to work everything out for your good. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the communication that we should have with God on a day in, day out basis. And as believers, we need to be reminded each day how powerful prayer really is. It is our most powerful resource. Prayer is our communion with God. The results from consistently and with fervency, prayer, when we pray fervently, we experience victory and the results are often greater than we thought is actually greater than we thought were possible. Faith produces momentum that our adversary cannot prevent. And it's important to know that we can't use this gift of prayer as a last resort. Last resort. 
a last ditch effort to be tried when all else fails. Prayer should come first. I want to say that one more time. Prayer should come first because God's power is infinitely greater than our own abilities. So always, always remember faith in Jesus produces great results. And lastly, Philippians, the third chapter, verses 12 through 16, is the purpose in which we should live our lives. It's the reason we were created. It's the reason why God saved us from our sins. It's why we must operate in faith. Without this faith propelling us towards heaven, we will fall short of our goal, which is called heaven. And it reads like this. It says, and this is the Apostle Paul talking to us this day. He says, I have not yet reached my goal. And I am not perfect. But Christ has taken hold of me. So I keep on running and struggling to take hold of the prize. My friends... I don't feel I have already arrived, but I forget what is behind and I struggle for what is ahead. I run toward the goal so I can win the prize of being called to heaven. This is the prize God offers because of what Christ Jesus has done. All of us who are mature should think in this same way. And if any of, the, any of you think differently, God will make it clear to you. But we must keep going in the direction that we are now headed. Today or tonight, let us embrace God. And let us remain focused on the prize, which is Jesus. Let us make sure our minds are thinking clearly that we do not lose heart when the pressures of life blows our way. Christ has taken hold of us. So we must, we have to, for the sake of us, for our children, our children's children. For the world, we must continue to keep running and struggling and running and struggling and running and falling down and falling short and getting back up and running and struggling to take hold of the ultimate prize. So listen, everybody, it's imperative that your faith in Jesus remains strong and vibrant your faith to believe is always on display and that we must keep going in the direction that we are now heading. So today or tonight, let's use the faith the Lord has instilled in us to be a game changer. Let's apply our faith in the Lord on a day in 
day out basis in all that we do. And I promise you, you will never ever be the same. So today or tonight, I want you to be encouraged and I want you to continue to keep shining. And thank you once again for tuning in to Full of Life Ministries of San Diego. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all of your many blessings. We thank you for your patience with us. We thank you for looking after us, even when we AWOL, when we stray away from the truth, when we allow people's opinions and wanting validation from the world. You know all about us. You know when we have strayed from your principles and standards. So I pray, oh God, that the person who hears this message of hope, that they will take this moment right now to reset, to reach out to you for help, because your word says that you are a very present help in the time of need. So I pray for the listener who listens to this episode entitled Faith Produces Momentum, that they will understand how powerful having faith in you is. So I pray, oh God, that the listener who knows that they need to change the momentum that the enemy is trying to swing them in, that they will reach out to you so you can pull them through any difficulty. You promised us that you would never let us sink and drown, but you do want us to walk in faith and not by sight, that we would keep our eyes fixated on you and not to allow the circumstances of life to overtake us, to overwhelm us, and that we will keep our eyes fixed on you. Because if we keep our eyes on you, you will take us to places that we would love to experience. Because now we are operate, operating in faith and not in fear. We are operating under your power and not entangled in the enemy's traps and schemes. We praise you for all that you do. Continue to watch over us. Give us strength. Give us direction. Give us your wisdom so we can shine bright in this, in this world. So we ask all of these blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, listen, everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in to Full of Life Ministries of San Diego's podcast entitled Faith Produces Momentum. Please follow us on our different social media outlets, whether it's Instagram, whether it is Twitter, YouTube. We are so excited for what God is doing and we're making a difference. And I want to remind those we're getting closer and closer to our Thanksgiving feeding. If you'd like to sow into the ministry to help at least 100 families this year to receive meals for Thanksgiving. Please uh, send your contributions uh, through Givelify. You can find us on Givelify. Um, you can also sow into our cash app, which is the dollar sign, 
Full of Life, last two letters are capitalized SD. I will say that one more time. Cash App, which is the dollar sign, Full of Life, Full of Life, and the last two letters are capitalized SD. And we're grateful for all of your contributions. Uh, we did receive uh, a nice gift from an individual, and we praise God for it, but we still need more. So whatever the Lord has laid on your heart to give, whether it's a dollar, two dollars, ten dollars, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, whatever it is, you know your heart. And it's just an offering to God to say, Lord, I want to I want to help those who really need it the most. All I ask is that you pray about it. Seek the Lord about it. Don't give grudgingly or out of necessity. God loves cheerful givers. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning in each and every week. Listen, you guys have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. And guess what? We will see you next week here at Full of Life Ministries of San Diego. God bless you.